welcome to the Feedback Force podcast, the game design analysis podcast of the End Defender community. I am Kelso. And I'm Kyla. And I'm Carl. And it's it's summer, and we're all dying from it. Yep. <laughs> yep. For different reasons. For, yeah, for different reasons. I'm dying because it's my last day of break, and I gotta go back to not being on break tomorrow. Yep. And I've got crazy summer work schedule where I'm like traveling all the time and <laughs> crazy workload. Yep. Carl, how are I'm you not dying? actually dying. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> and Carl's fine. That's okay. I shipped my tooth. Oh, oh no. That's that's not fun. Doing doing what? Flossing. <laughs> what? what? Yeah. That's the I don't know. Of how that's supposed to work. That's yeah. fine. I once chipped a tooth. Uh, eating a bagel. And then I went to the dentist, I was like, yo, my tooth broke, and they're like, how are you not in excruciating pain? You need a root canal. And I was like, what? What is this? Uh, that was, so that was an interesting thing that happened to me once. And then I got a root yeah. canal. And it wasn't that bad. Don't let anyone tell you that root canals are terrible. They're just as terrible as any other dental procedure. People are too hard on dentistry stuff in general. Yeah. If you have a like if you have a bad dentist, then yeah, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, that's true. I I um my my old dentist I picked because um because his name was Dennis, which is my great uncle's name, and my great uncle is an orthodontist. So I was like, this is probably fine. And he ended up being a really good dentist. Even though I feel like he might have, like, bamboozled me into getting all my wisdom teeth pulled. <laughs> like, I think he wanted a new a new car or a new boat or something. And he was like, yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your wisdom teeth now. But <laughs> in the future, I was like, okay, whatever. Take them out, dude. I got insurance. That's fine. Oh, man. I got... You have insurance? I mean, I did. <laughs> I did at the time. I do now. It's just really, really bad insurance. Which is yeah. whatever. I don't. I don't really have a lot of medical things I need for the most part. So I'm lucky in in that regard. Uh, I feel like this is a sort of a low energy podcast. <laughs> Sorry, yep. I'm trying to decide between do I want the short bow that freezes enemies in place or the short bow that adds poison damage. Oh, yeah, I. Freeze. Yeah. Well, uh, on that note, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> on that note. No, no, wait. I have other stuff to talk about. Oh, okay. That's not our game. Okay, that's fine. Um, we well, the the freaking uh, SGDQ just finished up. Oh Did yeah. Did you guys see any speedruns that you liked? I don't. I, I didn't really watch it. Yeah, neither did I. <laughs> what? You guys, come on. Eh. I don't know. Like speedruns are fun, but but. They're not really my thing. I'm just like, that's cool that you did that thing. I'm very proud of you. That's that's a hard that's a lot of hard work. But I'm I don't just know. I'm I'm always interested in it from a kind of like a programming perspective because you sort of get insight into how the games are made based on how they can be broken. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I remember uh, there was uh, there was one time when I was doing a, a stream of Space Station Silicon Valley um, a, a while back. And apparently that game has a, a speedrunning community of, like, five people, and they all just showed up in my chat. And we're Aww. like, whoa, someone else is streaming this game that's not any of us. 
<laughs> it was it was interesting having them in That's my chat. Adorable. Yeah, no, it was it was kind of it was kind of cool because they were like telling me what the strats were. And then I, <laughs> I, I I attempted a jump, and someone was like, "Wait a minute, is this a new speedrun strat?" And I was like, "I don't know, is it?" And then they they went and tried it out, and came back, and were like, "No, that's just an impossible jump you tried." I was like, "Yeah, that's fair." <laughs> I, I don't know. I was amazed. I mean, it's hmm? it's the small communities. It's really yeah. It's really fun. I was amazed yeah. that anybody besides me had even played that game ever. So, yeah, and I guess speed run it. I guess the reason that that people speed run it is because it's a horrible buggy mess, because it is. <laughs> um, it like yep. it's it's impossible to hundred percent it because there's a collectible that doesn't have a hitbox, <laughs> so, <laughs> so you just can't pick it up. It's that it's that kind of a game. Yep. Um, the they did it. There was a speed run of Brothers was one of the reasons I brought it up. Oh, God. Which you will recall is the first game we did on this podcast. I bet their speedrun was shorter than our podcast by, by an order of magnitude. <laughs> I don't think that was true. Um, they, they had, like, an amazing glitch um, that is just worth looking up the speedrun just to see this one glitch. Um, so, you remember that part where you ride goats up the mountain? Oh, yes. Yeah. You can glitch it so you get the the brothers and the goats, like, down onto a ledge where they shouldn't be. And then you can just ride the goats across the void to the giant's tower. What? That's pretty cool. It it looked amazing. The, the, like, speedrunner was saying, this is probably up there for, like, most majestic skips. Yeah, uh, just riding a goat across the void. Yep. Yeah, I'm into it. <laughs> it was it was pretty amazing. That's that's that is one game that I would like. I think it would be cool to boundary break. Mm-hmm. Um, just just because there's a lot of weird scale stuff that happens in that game. Yeah. Um. Mm, good game. Yeah, there were a lot of interesting um, speed runs this year, including a, like several of the games that I've done for my stream. So, like, Earthbound was their big finale. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was, uh, there was also a Majora's Mask speedrun. Did, did they end up naming him uh, Legalized Mother 3? No. Oh. No, I forget. I forget. <laughs> also, that's too long for a name. Uh, for oh, characters. was it? I thought it, I thought it, uh... I, I, I just saw, like, the polls going around where, like, you donate and whatever gets the most donations uh, is, like, the name for that run. And I, I saw people pushing for... Uh, legalize Mother Three. Oh, I mean, it might be the name. I don't know if you can name the save files in that. That might that, be. That might be what it is. I don't it know. Have, I I missed the very beginning, so I don't know what the save file was named. Uh, so. Yes, that's a good name. <laughs> yep. Uh, but yeah, no, it was. Uh, that was fun times. There was a Kingdom Hearts Two speed run. Um, there was. A, there was. Yeah. So there's like games, a bunch of games that I played, and a bunch of games that Thano played mm-hmm. were there. Which was great. So, like, Kingdom Hearts 2, and what was the... Gosh, there was one other one that he played that they just, like, did in 20 minutes. And it's like, well... <laughs> was it Alan Wake? No, unfortunately it was not Alan Wake. I would love to see the speedrun for that. <laughs> yeah, I bet that's. I bet that would be fantastic. Mm. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I love 
uh, game, the game's done quick marathons, and I it's a good it's a good time, and it's a week, and they raised you know like whatever one point seven million dollars for charity. So yeah, I I like speed runs, but I have to be like in a particular mood for speed runs, and I feel like. I feel like I like I have a friend back home who, like, I would go hang out with him and we'd just drink mimosas and, like, watch stuff on the internet. And a lot of times it was speedruns. You'd just, like, <laughs> find cool speedruns to watch. So, I don't know. I, I feel like I've just got it in my head that I, I have to watch speedruns with a friend while drinking. Which, which is <laughs> I a... Mean, that's, that's a good way to watch It is a good runs. way to, like, it's a good way to watch speedruns, but it's also, like, a fake restriction that I've sort of, that I've sort of <laughs> constructed for myself. Eh, you know. That's fine. That's fair. I've also... I mean, I like the games done quick, but it's getting a bit samey. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's... do do a it's... lot of the same games. Which is fair, because it's... it's like a charity thing, and everybody, you know, it's the stuff that people want to see, so they're going to get donations on it. I mean, I... Yes, but, uh... Like, I think they make an effort to try and, like, at least switch up the categories, if nothing else. Um... So, like, they, you know... Yeah, they they have to. They pretty much have to do a Metroid, a Super Metroid run. They have to every do every year. Uh, um, some Zeldas. They, yeah, they have to do some Zeldas, but they do like they try and do a different Zelda, and they try and do like at least a different category on the Super Metroid run. Like this one was uh, an ice race, so like they're a uh, low percent ice race. So you're only allowed to collect like the absolute minimum number of items that are needed to beat the the run. Um, and the only weapon you can get is the ice gun. So <laughs> there's a lot of them, like, spending ten minutes, like, throwing tiny plinks of ice at, like, one of the bosses. That was pretty, like, hilarious. Good. Also, it was a three-person race, and two of the people died, like, twelve minutes in. Um, well, so... So they, or even less than that, it was like two minutes in. It oh, was like geez. embarrassingly early. Um, so they just changed the category. Like it had said, like, low percent ice race, and they changed it to low percent ice. <laughs> and just like main screened the remaining guy. Good. <laughs> that's, how you, that's how you host on the fly. Yep. <laughs> oh. Yeah, embarrassing, embarrassingly fast death is like, that describes my first death in Dungeon Mans. <laughs> Speaking of Dungeon Mans. Speaking of Dungeon Mans. It's the game that we played this time around. Yes. Would you like to take it away? Sure. Um, so Dungeon Mans. I should have probably like looked up information about this game before starting to talk. Um, Dungeon Mans <laughs> is, a, is a roguelike game that we played this week. Uh, it is... Nope, that's the website. I actually want, like... What are we looking for? Sure. The company. Uh, Adventure Pro Games. Adventure Pro Games, yep. I pulled LLC. up the Steam. <laughs> um, yep, and it's... Uh, it's it's basically a roguelike. You, have a, you generate a character from a sort of fantasy RPG-type setting, um, and you go and... Uh, you, you start at this academy, which is your home base, and you explore the map and find like different dungeons and go into the dungeons um, and kill all the enemies and collect all the loot and you bring it back to the academy which is the sort of the home base is the like one permanent element so if, as you keep like repeating you know dying and getting new characters um, you can put permanent upgrades in the 
um, to, in the academy, and that helps you like start better the next time. Yeah, which I think is a good mechanic. That is good. I liked that a lot, actually. That was, and it was it was pretty well. Like it was a good way to incentivize, you know, going into the dungeons because <laughs> you know at any time that you could die. Mm-hmm. But it, it sort of keeps you doing that because it's like, well, I've got all this stuff. I might as well drop it off at the at the place. It'll be helpful later. And yep. then and then you die and you're like, man, I'm glad I did that. Yeah. Or you don't do that and you're like, ah, I should have done that. Yep. Yeah, that's what ended up happening the most times. <laughs> <laughs> then you are not like me. So I'm one of those people who like saves obsessively in games. Um, like, if there's a save mechanic, I sometimes save twice in a row just to make sure I've saved. And if I've done anything even vaguely important, I go back and I save. Yes. Um, I so mean, this... I, sa- I save twice, but I don't save often. <laughs> That's fair. Because you got to be sure you saved, right? Yeah. yeah. You're never... you doing it once, you, you never know. You never yeah, know different... what can happen. You also have to save in two different slots. Yeah, you got to rotate yep. your saves. Uh, Not so much for something like this, but yeah, I do rotate my saves in, like, RPGs and stuff. Yeah. So this is sort of taking a lot of the, like, tendencies of RPG stuff, like, hey, you wanna, you, are you an obsessive saver? Then just go and, like, donate your progress to the Academy, and there. Now you can keep going with a clean conscience and die whenever. Yep. I also thought it was interesting, and I never did this, but you do have the option to, uh, to re-randomize your your overworld because the whole the whole overworld is randomized and all the dungeons are randomized and you can go into the academy at any time and talk to the guy and be like I just want to I want to wipe it but keep my keep my academy the same yep and I, I never got around to doing that and seeing uh you know how much yeah I could that see did. it if you just if you just had like if you've done it a, like you've been playing a ton and you're kind of like you've explored everything that's nearby um. I could see, like, like okay, I'm ready to just do more, like, different stuff. Because I feel like eventually if you, uh... If you clear all the low-level dungeons and then you die, then you're just out of low-level dungeons to grind your new character in, so that makes sense. Well, me. I mean, you get to redo the dungeons again as a new character. Oh, you, oh yeah, I guess you do. Yeah, you can revisit them. But it's, it's you're just seeing the same thing over again, yeah. so it's, like, less interesting. That's true. Um... Aw, oh, my, my world difficulty is trivial right now. It doesn't feel trivial. <laughs> um, so, yeah, you get... There's a number of different classes to choose from. Their recommended, like, rookie starting class is the Ranger Mans. Um, but there's, you know, the usual assortment of, like, fantasy uh, staples. Your fighter type, your magic user, etc. Um, there, there's also, like, Southern Gentlemans. Yeah, which uh, <laughs> is pretty great. I always, I always saw those like perks in my in my skill up menu, and I was like, I need to play as a Southern Gentleman's, but then I never did. It's a hard class, apparently. So I've like yeah. I haven't actually played as it, but I did. I did get um, one of the the perks, like one of the skills from that class. Yeah. So the 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 class that you pick basically just gives you a starting set of skills, and then you can choose to branch into the skills from any other class. Um, as you play, yeah, which is sort of a nice way of doing a class system, yeah. Um, and so every time you level up, you get to pick one skill from any of the different groups. 
you also you start with a a basic stat roll in terms of um, ah, excuse me. Um, just in terms of like your you know uh, I was gonna say strength and magic etc. But it's actually uh, strength. S T R E M F. Strength. Strength. Skill. Skill, which is which is yeah, which is range. Um, science, which is your like item usage, and foom, which is the magic. I appreciated that. I appreciated foom. <laughs> I also appreciated strumpf. Yep. I I've, I'm I'm mostly a skill person because I've been playing a lot of Ranger Mans. Yeah, same. But strumpf is also useful. Yeah. Also, so we we were talking about this before the podcast. None of us. None of us really play roguelikes, so we don't we don't actually know how many of these uh, uh, features are like common to Typical. the genre. So let's let's go through like okay. Here's what I do know about roguelikes. Right. <laughs> um, roguelikes generally, and and I could be getting a ton of this wrong because again, disclaimer: none of us have really played a lot of roguelikes. But my understanding is that the elements of a roguelike are. Um, procedural generation, so the like areas that you go through are uh, procedurally generated and different every time. Um, repeated like death mechanics, so that you like go a certain amount uh, until you die, and then you start over from the beginning and like do it again on a new procedurally generated thing. Um, and like like loot, you know, like combat and loot collection. And I, I'm. I'm guessing that the randomly generated loot is also, yeah, is also a feature that is common. Yeah, all of I those things so. sound right as far as I know. Um, I mean, in general, there's just a lot of randomness to a roguelike. Yeah, yeah. So yes. Oh, what's going on? Uh, it's an airplane. Okay. <laughs> just fly it over my apartment like they That's do. That's fine then. Like at least That's... at least it's not like high speed jets like that one time. <laughs> okay, I think it's gone. I think it's gone. Um, yeah, I was actually thinking the uh, the the skill system where where the starting class is basically just your starting loadout and you can customize it however you want. I don't know if that's a common thing, but it reminds. I mean, that's basically the same thing that they do in the Souls game games. Sorry, the Souls game. What? Um, where you, you pick your starting... No, it's fine. You were right the first time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Basically. It's, it's, yeah, they're all, it's just one long game at this point. Yep. Um, where you pick your starting class and that gives you your, your base equipment and your, your initial, uh, skill point distribution. But after that, pff, do whatever you want. Yeah. And they, they do a good job, I think, of, like, combining the sort of, like, the roguelike like, repeat this constantly kind of elements with, like, an honest, like, attempt at some, like, classic fantasy elements, or, like, fantasy RPG slash fantasy action games. Yeah. Um, the classes are one way of doing that. I think the the loot system feels very Diablo-like. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, where there's, like, this is, you know, this type of equipment, but it's this one happens to be, like, plus two and fire bonus. Or, like, here's one that's just, you know, 
the usual one, but like does one more damage. Or here, like this one has like one d four poison on it, and they actually give it to you in dice values. Yeah. So it's like this one's one d six plus one, and this one's like two d eight. Yep. Um. And when you pick up loot, sometimes you'll pick up an enchanted item that you have to identify. You either take it to the academy and have them identify what that enchantment is on it, uh, or scrolls are unidentified when you pick them up, or potions. Um, is that is that a Diablo thing or is that a Torchlight thing? I know they do that in Torchlight, but I can't remember they, if they I do that they in do Diablo. I think they do it also in Diablo. They do it in Diablo. Okay, I couldn't yeah. remember. It's been a long, long And you time can wear stuff without identifying it, but yeah. sometimes it will turn out to be cursed. So that's not always a good idea. Yeah, I I, uh, I learned that the hard way. Because yep. at first I was like, oh, this is a new bow and it's it's better than the one that I have. Put it on. And that worked for me for a while before I realized, <laughs> oh, wait, these are unidentified. <laughs> yeah, and then I did yeah. get cursed. Whoops. Yeah, and I so I got cursed, and then I discovered the curse eating scroll, which yeah. is kind of great. I think, uh, but I yeah, think so I, you... I had a curse eating scroll, and I was like, "What does that mean?" Huh? <laughs> I found out. Yep, eventually. and then you get cursed, and you're like, "Oh, <laughs> got it." And then you can eat. A, you can use a curse eating scroll to eat your curses, which damages you, but takes the curse off the item. Yep. Um, I guess that's, so that's what you get for getting cursed in the first place. Yep, for not being careful. Yep. Uh, so you, it's like Diablo. There's like a bunch of slots. You have like two hand slots for weapons, and uh, you can put one ring on each hand. You have like bracers, sandals, um, you know, a a tunic, um, and helmet, uh, like shoulders. a skirt, helmet. Yeah. So it's like almost all basically the uh, like D and D item slots. Yeah. Uh, and you can put various items in there. There's also, like, there's a variety of weapons. And there's, like, if you, you know, you can fight two-handed for more damage. Or you can fight sword and shield. And there's, like, a bunch of really nice shield techniques. Um, there is a, uh, um, you can fight, you can have, like, a short, like, a one-handed weapon and a bow instead of a shield. Uh, and then you can do ranged attacks. And there's, like, a psychic class where you can, like, throw small weapons and things like that. So, they, you know, I think they give you, like, a good, like, variety of options for what to do. Granted, yeah. I'd never used yeah. anything other than, like, um, the bow and the sword and shield layouts, but... Same. <laughs> I appreciated that they were there. Yeah, I, I'm... My my plan was to, to venture off into two-handed weapons, but, man, I like having that bow. Yeah, yeah I did I like two-handed. Having... Oh, yeah? How was it? And I, I kind of missed having a bow. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> having a bow is great. <laughs> That's why it's the like default easiest class. Yeah. It's yeah. because like ranged attacks are super OP. Yeah, just killing dudes from across the room. My God, taking no damage unless you get ambushed. Yep, which and... did happen to me sometimes. Where yeah. you're like, oh. I'm doing so well, and then you go open a door, and it's like, oh, this is a room with seven guys in it. Just I kidding. guess I'm actually dead. Yeah, I, I always, I always had a scroll of bees uh, in my inventory in case, in case there were uh, lots of dudes in a room. It worked out pretty well. Those bees, man, they're uh, yeah, they're pretty I powerful. I gotta make more use of the bees. Yeah, I'm not used the bees enough. Bees are pretty good. I always tend to forget I have scrolls until I'm, like, nearly dead. And yeah. I'm like, oh, shoot, I have, like, scrolls and potions and stuff I should have been using. Yeah. The, the That's how I play Morrowind. 
<laughs> that's that's funny. I've been playing Morrowind again recently. It does have a lot in common with uh, like fantasy games, as we were saying. Yeah, I mean it's yeah, it's it's your pretty way. yeah it's your pretty standard sort of uh, fantasy setting, which is good. It's I, but it's very tongue in cheek about it, which it I is. super appreciated the humor in this game. Yeah, uh, because it's oh, like God. <laughs> did you not? <laughs> No, it's not my kind of humor. It's it just uh, it felt like I don't know, um, like it just wasn't taking itself really seriously in a way that I appreciated. Because like the classes are all like uh, dungeon mans, like soldier mans, gentle mans, ranger mans, alchemans, psycho mans, or whatever. Yeah. It's it, uh, it, it's it fits with the theme very well. Yep. And and your and, school is called the Dungeon Man's Academy. Yep. And like everybody who works at the school is not everybody, but like the alchemist lady and the the librarian, they're just dicks. Yeah. The, libra- <laughs> the librarian ass. especially is just a total fucking ass. Yep. I hate that guy. <laughs> yep. Uh and there's there's one other ooh, secret door. Oh, the museum ooh. guy. The museum man is pretty nice. Oh man, I found a secret door and there's four wells behind it. I'm gonna drink all of them, even though I don't know what they do. Godspeed. Dungeon sense. You can never be sure, but you have a good feeling about this pool. That's a good reason why I hate roguelikes. It gave me a mostly, which I think is a friendly creature that's following me around that looks like it's made of meat and skeletons in a pile. Oh, nice. Nice. But I mean, like, the thing where you... You have to try them out. <laughs> yeah. If you're curious. Yeah. Yep. That, that happened to me... Um... That's end up, that ends up killing you. Or, yep. or it ends up just being annoying. Like, it happened to me... Um on two different characters, where I had a scroll, and I didn't want to go back to the academy. Like, I was in the middle of a dungeon. I didn't want to go back to the academy to identify it. This was, like, my, my like, first two or second and third characters. And I I just was like, I'll just use the scroll, see what it does. And it was the scroll that teleports you out of the dungeon. <laughs> and I was, like, on the bottom floor of the dungeon. And then it happened again on my next character, because I, I didn't learn my lesson. Which which is fine. Like the the respawn isn't that bad when you uh, yeah. when you re-enter a dungeon. So it wasn't like I lost a whole lot. But it was just like, man, I can't believe I did that. God damn it. Yep. And it's uh, it also like if you if that like that's why they encourage you to like collect things for the academy because like if you collect a lot of books and bring them the, to the academy, then you can start with a lot of like types of scrolls. Yeah, like be identified, and the same with the alchemy lab and potions. Yep. Um, so I really like the way they did um, things that uh, are. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, persistent. Oh yeah. So yeah. The uh, the things that persist felt useful. Like, hey, you can like take relics back to the academy so that you know you. Um, you know, you can start with stronger weapons next time. And you can, like, depending on how many uh, monsters you've fought of this type, 
you can like take that information back to the academy so that you'll do more damage against these types of monsters in the future and like the stat upgrade upgrade items that you get like are continued so if you start if you're in a spot where you've got like a you know plus five or whatever to your starting skill set you get to keep that which is great because um, you have all the proof of strengths from previous people. Yep. And so it, even though you have you have the roguelike thing of you have to start over every time you die, each successive start over, like you get through the lower levels much more quickly. Yeah. Which I feel like easier. helps. Yeah, helps keep it from becoming like incredibly boring very quickly because you're doing the same things over and over. Because yeah. you just do those things much more quickly and with much less trouble the next time. Yeah. It sort of lets you get back to the point. Which is good. Yeah. And I, granted, I never got, like, super far in this game. Like, I feel like I will have to play it a lot more in order to, like, actually see some of the higher level stuff. But, So, do any one of you know what the game is about? You, you gotta go defeat the, the, the purple Odeons. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Like, um, there's some like mysterious evil purple dudes that are bad, but you can use purple magic, so like you can also be. It's like they're they're I guess they're supposed to be like necromancer type things, but you know in this in the style of this game, it's just like sort of cute and tongue in cheek and not really. Yeah, there's a there's a perk you can get where I think you you do more damage against purpleonians. Mm-hmm. Or something. You do uh, more damage against them, or you can do purple magic more efficiently. One of those things. There's there's a purple onion perk. Necromancer. Uh, no, the necromancer is not actually the purple. What? That's like a whole separate thing, right? I think so. That's a that's a class you can be. Yeah, you can be a necromancer. That was another class that I that I was curious to try out because one of their. Uh, one of the skill tiers is called, like, Literally Forbidden Arts. <laughs> Li- liberally Forbidden Arts. Oh, that's what it is, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's like, because get it? Like, liberal arts. It's not like, this isn't a game of where the humor is like, hey, here are a bunch of jokes, laugh at our jokes. It's it's a humor where it's like, hey, don't listen, don't take this too seriously, okay? Like, here's a bunch of jokes, just all over the place. You can take them or leave them. Yeah, you, you, like, don't, hey, you don't have to read this. this. Yeah, this is kind of cute, right? Yeah, it's cute. You don't have to read this text if you don't want. You get it out of your way. It's fine. There's, there's literally <laughs> an I item didn't. in the academy. Yeah. yeah, there's literally an item in the academy called the Wall of Text. Yeah, where you can just like uh, click on it to read it, and it just gives you like random hints about the game. Oh, nice! I actually I I saw the Wall of Text. I never actually interacted with it because yeah. I figured I figured it would just be like adventure academy man's like spiel that you get the first time um sort of reiterated to you i didn't realize it was like new stuff yeah it's i mean it's nothing like vitally important but it's just like some like small like every time you click on it there's a randomized like hey here's a thing about the game that you might not have known so true it's nice Hmm. slime also one thing i really appreciate about this is that it's it has the combat is basically like SRPG mm-hmm. um, in terms of like you know there's a there's a grid and you have like certain attacks you can do that do like that move you or other things on the grid or that are a certain range etc cetera, etc cetera. Um, 
but it's it's like super super quick. Yeah. Like all you have to do to attack an enemy is move into it. And it's it just like is very streamlined combat, which is good because you're doing a lot of it. And if you had to do menu-based combat, it would be interminable. Yeah, that's that's actually the reason why I didn't think I would enjoy this game, because it's grid-based. And I... Man, I don't like grid-based games. Oh, boy. <laughs> Not a fan. But yeah, no, it's... It's it's just like you go and you click on it, and it's dead. And you, yep. and you walk around and you pick up the loot. Maybe you've got to click on it a couple times... Maybe you gotta like use a skill here and there, mm-hmm. but otherwise it's fine. And if you and it's very forgiving in that, like as you go, your like health and stamina just automatically recharge. Yeah. So like as long as you're not ambushed, you don't have to pay like super close attention to like oh god, how much health do I have left? Because there's literally an option to like wait here until you're fully healed. Yeah. Or, you know, I think that the first time the first time I died was in the first dungeon, on the boss of the first dungeon, because I hadn't figured out, like, oh, wait, I have skills that I can use. Oh, yeah. So it just, it just got right up next to me and beat the shit out of me, and I didn't realize that I could, like, do... Uh, I don't remember the name of the skill, but the one that you shoot, but then you also give yourself, like, three squares of distance, so you can uh, continue stick and, stick and move is yeah. what it's called. Yeah, that one. Yeah, so you, um, it, it lets you basically, like, backflip to a spot within a certain range, and uh, you also randomly shoot at one of the enemies that's in range while you do so. Yep. And it's super, super useful. It's extremely useful if you're playing a ranged fighter. Yeah. Or even if you're not. so good. Yeah. Even if you're not, even if you just want to do it and then run. That's yep. fine. I won't, I won't judge you for running. <laughs> Yeah, and there's a periodically there will be like super monsters that spawn that let you. Um... Oh shit! I hate those things. Um, sorry, <laughs> those like weird like what they're like cat armored griffin things. Uh, they they like charge into you. Oh yeah, which is really the, terrible. The, the pangolin, I think, is what it is. Maybe. Um. What was I talking about? <laughs> um, I think the, you're talking the, about the champion spawns. The champion monsters, yeah. yeah. So, like, uh, in each, like, dungeon thing from the map, there's uh, at least one, like, big fancy monster that's, like, stronger than all the others and takes a bunch of hits. Um, and drops better loot. And drops, like, tons of good loot, usually uh, proof of strength. Yeah. Uh, which you use to, like, permanently upgrade your stats. Um. So it's it's always kind of fun to find those because they're more dangerous. But it it like you're like oh yes I can get the good loots here we go. Yeah, it's so not it's just, a good way of having boss fights. It's not just trash loot that you know you're gonna melt down at the smith. <laughs> um, yeah, so the smith is another thing. Ah shit, I'm probably gonna die. Uh oh. Um. Oh no. I I forgot to pay. I always forget to like use my potions. God damn it. Um. Yeah, so it's, uh, you can do at the, um, oh, yeah, no, the turn it took me to take my potion was the turn he killed me. Wah. Dang it. Wah, wah. Make sure <laughs> Poor you, Marky. Make sure you go avenge yourself. Yep. Um, so the, uh, you can, one of the rooms you get in the academy is the forge, 
where you can a like just go like melt down your loot <laughs> and there's like different tiers there's like please you know like please take everything i have that is um you know like that is only like the the lowest tier items and then like please take everything i have that's like not unlocked or, or that's like not locked in my inventory um, and then there's like, please take everything that uh, that's like not currently equipped on me. And then there's just, just throw everything into a fire. Yep. And when you do that, you get like special medals at the academy that you can use to permanently upgrade like the starting items for your characters, mm-hmm. or you can buy upgrades, like one shot upgrades to apply to your to your items and things like that. Yeah, like en- enchantment hammers, I think is what they are. Upgrade hammers? Something like that. They're hammers. Something like that, yeah. And they, and they upgrade your weapon somehow. Uh, and then there's also, there's also like, little settlement towns where you can buy weapons and armor, which is not as good as finding weapons and armor uh, in the field. Yeah, but you can also buy, like, if you're like, I don't have any, I didn't draw any health potions, let me, uh, you know, like, go buy some health potions. You yeah. can do that. And you can upgrade the towns by, like, getting back their stuff from bandits nearby. <laughs> yeah. And, like, purloined... You, col- you collect purloined inventory from bandits, and then you can use those to upgrade towns. Yeah. And, let's see, so so every piece of purloined inventory gives them... gives the town, like, an additional level of prosperity, which is sort of their ranking. Uh, and every time a dungeon band dies, every settlement goes back, like, minus one prosperity. Which is great. They get They're sad. <laughs> they get they get a little a little scared when yep. a dungeon man dies. Which yep. is fine. And the the dungeon mans, by the way, um, dungeon mans are not all male. You can also have lady dungeon mans. <laughs> and what was what was the other one? Beast was like a, a a gender. And then there was another option that was like, who cares? Yeah. So there's yeah. So you can select a bunch of genders. Uh, and then on top of that, whichever gender you pick, you can pick whatever sprite from all the lists of sprites. Like, it doesn't say, like, if you pick female, it does not restrict you to female sprites. Yeah. So you so, can just, like, be be a, mean, be a balding lady. Like, that's fine. I was... That's confusing a lot of the time. Because I ended up, like, just clicking through and playing as, like, a wizard, but I was actually a fighter mouse. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, because because all the characters can technically be all the classes, it sort of doesn't matter. Yeah, I I did appreciate that, where I could just be like a big beefy lady man with spells. <laughs> like that's fine. Do whatever you want. There's there's no one stopping you from playing the game as you would like to play it. Speaking of that, has there ever been like a buff wizard? Um, so, what was that game? Uh, hang on. No, it wasn't, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't it Quest 64. Mean, it was, I guess it uh, depends on what you mean by, by, uh, wizard. Um, there's, a the, in the Discworld books, the, the head of the, um, the head of the Magical Academy is very much a, uh, like a hunter guy. I guess, like, the Southern Gentleman's class. Um, he's pretty buff. As wizards go. Gauntlet I... Legends! That was the N64 game. 
I knew it was part of a franchise, but it was it was a gauntlet game for the N64. But the wizard class was just like this buff shirtless dude <laughs> who who doesn't look like a wizard. Um, he looks like a douchebag. <laughs> so yeah, good to nice. know. It's a fun game. That that their like... gauntlet legends. 64. I like there was some fantasy novel series I read where, like, your ability to do magic was based in part on your, like, physical control, so it had, like, a sort of martial arts component to it. Oh. Um, so you, like, had to be in good physical shape in order to be a good magic wielder. Um, but I, do, I can't for the life of me, like, remember any details about it. Yeah, so. that, that's fair. Huh, that's interesting. And that would, like... That's that's the thing. It's like, well, yeah. If I was uh, if I was in a fantasy setting, I would totally be a wizard because I am not swinging a sword around. I cannot even lift a sword. But if that's the case, then like I'm totally screwed. Yeah, you're just hosed. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Basically, I, I guess I could still be an alchemist. Ooh, but you gotta go to school for a long time for that. Yeah. Every every time I play Morrowind, I have a friend who's like alchemist build do an alchemist build and i'm like i am not doing an alchemist build in that game you are an insane person they did by the way there yep. was a speed run of oblivion at uh sgdq that was i think 18 minutes something like that good for all of oblivion jeez yeah so you know speaking of <laughs> anyway um yes let me see if i can think of so I just noticed, by the way, that there's like a there's a set of advice you can get like a post mortem when your character dies. Um, oh, yeah. About yeah, which I guess I never just clicked on that tab before, but it's like on your last turn you lost twenty four percent of your max health from one attack. You died with three blink or fast movement items in your backpack. Could you have moved to safety? <laughs> like, well, that's condescending, but accurate. <laughs> at least, at least they're trying to help. Kind of. I mean, probably, but you don't have to be a dick about it. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. But it's, I mean, it's it's actually a, like, I feel like a pretty forgiving uh, game as these things go. Like, yeah. I, my understanding is that roguelikes are harsh. Like, that is just what they are. That's part of the genre. And this is, like, much less harsh than it could be. Yeah, Which I, for I sure. like. Yeah, I, I, I was expecting to just have a hell of a time, but then I got into it. I was like, oh, okay, that's fine. I can, I can deal with this. I can deal with most of this. I mean, there's no like faster than light. There's no upgrades for you. Therefore, you're screwed. No. Types of stuff. You always have like stuff to do. Yeah, yeah. There's always something that like, oh, I could. I can retreat and go back to the city and, like, buy health potions. Or I can, like, retreat and grind up some smaller areas, like, some lighter areas. Or, you know, like, there's uh, there are things that you can do that is not, like, just charge full-on into danger and die. Right. And it has enough persistent elements that you don't... Usually you don't feel awful about dying. Especially because when you die, your next character can go back and retrieve all the stuff dropped by your previous character. Mm -hmm. Which is real nice. That's real friendly. I appreciate that that design decision. Yeah, I'm not sure I like that idea. No, because you you it forces you to play like one type of character. Not necessarily. In a way. 
I mean, you know, technically all equipment is useful to all characters. Oh. Sort of, yeah, but you if you have a lot of heavy armor, then you Yeah, that's true. Might not want the light armor character to I mean, it's optional. You don't have to go. You can just leave oh, the yeah. rot. That's fine. Uh, but, uh, oh, so another thing you pick at the beginning, because I'm, I'm restarting a new character. So you pick your name, your class, your skill set, and then two perks that you get, um, which some of them are fun. There's one where you, like, eat books. Um, <laughs> there's mono perk disorder where you only get one perk um, instead of two. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Just, I guess just to make things harder. Um, I usually go with electrolyzed, where your stamina goes up faster, because I love using that little jump thing. Yeah. I use that one a lot. I eat books. Yeah, you're the book eater. There's purpleated, where you... It says take 20% less and deal 20% more dread purple damage. Right, that's the one. Thanks to your sinister heritage. But you also take more starlight damage. So there's, um... For most of these, there's, like, in blue text, there's a, like... This is the good thing about this perk. And then in red text, like, this is the bad thing about this perk. Um, And there's one called World Champion, where the blue text is, More champion monsters will spawn in the world. And the red text is, More champion monsters will spawn in the world. (laughs) Yeah. I keep thinking about, uh taking that perk just because those champion monsters are fun to encounter but it's it's a gamble it is a gamble yep i i would take it except there are usually other perks that i prefer yeah like like you said I mean, electrolyzed is one that i almost always have and scrounger is nice you just get more loots from things yeah i like those kinds of like more monster traits but they usually always mean bad things the longer you play. <laughs> yeah. Fair. I think I'm going to be this this bearded warrior type, but I'm going to be a lady. Bearded lady. That's, yep. that's, that's the dream. Bearded lady named Mixo. That's the dream. You can also, if you don't like any of the stat rolls uh, for your character, um, you can choose to like re-roll a new set of stats. Um, but they then they say like okay your character so like if you name you know like you've named your character Mickey or whatever it's like Mickey like did not heed the call of being a dungeon man's and like a coward he went away and you know did not join the academy and then you just can't use that name again. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I never. I. I. I don't like to re-roll because I'm like man I'm gonna get something way worse. Yeah. So I never did that. That's that's cute though. And I think they, they try and keep them all within a certain range. So it's not like you yeah. can get, like, super awful or super, like, ridiculously amazing things either. Yeah. I don't know if this is true, but I heard somewhere that, like, the stats are based on your name. Really? So that's the reason why you can't use the name again? Huh. Huh. That's that's weird because... But I have no idea if this this is true. I don't come up with names. I just... <laughs> My first character was K. My second character was K Roman numeral two. My third character was K Roman numeral three, and so on. I see. I like. I just. I, like I just do track. some random names. Yeah, that's I fair. did. When I did, um, like the one I, I forget, it was like Dunny or someone who was the one that I like 
trashed. The next one became Dunny Jr. <laughs> so you have to avenge your father. Yep, it's important. Or mother, or whatever. Or, yeah, or whatever, or beast. Yeah, it's fine. Mans. You have to uh, avenge yep. avenge your parent mans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, I gotta give this this uh, lovely bearded lady some starting stats. Nice. What do we What do we want? We want more strength, because strength is important. <laughs> I don't know why, listen, I don't know why the strength joke is so funny to me, but it is so funny to me. I like it. I saw that and I was like, yes, this is good. This is going to be a fun game. (laughs) Uh, Alright, yeah, so that's that's like basically the game. I don't know if there's, uh, there's probably a lot more to like the higher level stuff. But I don't think any of us got far enough to see any higher level stuff, I'm guessing. Nope. Nope. So, you know, the lower level stuff is pretty fun. Yeah, it's great. Like, the art's cool. It's it's all pixel art. Um, the, the enemy designs and the names of the enemies, I like. Uh, and I, I'm looking at, like, the Steam page, and apparently there's a, a, a triger, which is a tiger stacked <laughs> on top of another tiger. Stacked on top of another tiger. That's good. Yep. I like that. Yep. <laughs> that makes me happy. That was one of the, because uh, I always check out what, like, random cards you get in the Steam inventory for playing a game, and I got a Triger card. Nice. Um, what is it? Let's see if I can see what it was actually, what it says. Because I think it had some fun text on it, if I recall correctly. Oh, yeah. Um, shoot, where do I see my inventory? There we go. Inventory. Let's see what else do we got. Uh, oh wait, there he was. Triger. It says what? It says what do we know? So ferocious Triger is the card. It says what do we know of this great striped pyramid of mystery? The bottom one is the enforcer. Every coiled muscle is a testament to brutality. The middle one hunts and stalks, senses tuned to the frenzied wiles. The top one is clearly the boss because he wears a hat. <laughs> Good. That's a lot of. That's it. Sounds like a lot of uh, text for yeah. a Steam card. I'm, oh. I'm looking at a screenshot. There's a, a shark with legs. That's good. There's uh, this guy looks like a Las Vegas wizard with cards. Also good. There was a there was an enemy called the Puppy Slime that you encounter quite a bit at low levels. I don't know what makes it a puppy, but I always felt a little bad about killing them. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, it might be. Can you? So, one of the things you do is as you fight a lot of uh, enemies, you like gain books of knowledge about those enemies. Um, and I wonder if there's a way to like actually like read info about the individual enemies at the academy. I don't. I don't know if like I was sort of looking for that, and I didn't see a way to do that. Because basically, you can see lists of the enemies. Yeah, because because each like category of enemy has, uh, you know, like like there's like you know, a hundred and twenty wild beasts. So as you get to certain milestones in how many you've seen and defeated, then you get like the bronze level, the silver level, and the gold level, and like you max out your knowledge on those. Um, but I don't, I don't know, I don't. Because I wanted to read about, like, I want, I give me all that flavor text, please. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't see it anywhere. 
Yeah, I, I, and it does, if you click on the statue, like the bronze or silver or gold or whatever, you do see an, like an individual list of all the enemies that you've encountered of that type. But I haven't, I don't remember if I checked if you can like click on those listings or not. Hmm. I'll, next time I'm back at the academy, Yeah, I will take a look. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna talk about something that I didn't like. This game has so many menus. My God, like you, <laughs> My God. you hit, you hit a button on your keyboard, and suddenly there's a new menu for you to look at that you've yep. never ever seen before, and you <laughs> may never ever see again. Also, there's like no idea what the buttons do. Yeah, it was, there... it was a little hard to figure out how to, yeah. you know, move about efficiently at the start. Yeah, there's um there's some things that are like pretty esoteric and it's like I'm I'm not sure how I was supposed to know about that, I guess. Like I guess a lot of it's in tooltips. Um That's true. If if you want to read those. You don't always uh, want to read those. <laughs> one of my major complaints is that because like I don't get me wrong, I love the fast-paced action. I think like that's like really good and that's mm-hmm. a great element of it. But because it's so, like, fast-paced and hair-trigger, it's really easy to accidentally do things or step places without meaning to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that was something uh, that, I, that I ran into. No, you also, can't like, on the individual enemy I groups. I found myself, like... Hmm, how should I say? I found myself, like, not using the skills very carefully. Because of the rest of the game was so fast-paced. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I don't care, I just attack. Yep, because it's so easy to just attack, and it's like three button presses to do a different thing. Yeah, it, and you have the ability to move so quickly that you forget that you don't have to, and if you just yeah. sit still, nothing's going to happen, because it's all <laughs> based on how much you move around is, you know, determines how much the enemies move around, how much the world moves around you. Uh... I mean, you could pretty much play the game perfectly. Yeah. Yeah, if you wanted Just to. If you wanted to. If you were very careful, and not me. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. It's, uh... There, there are situations where it's appropriate, where it's like, okay, I'm in a boss encounter, let me just, like, step one space this way, and, like, then fire, and, like, think about what I'm gonna do. And it's really easy to misclick because it tries to because the you know it tries to be so easy to do things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's kind of worth it in terms of uh, just you know I would rather have the fast combat and occasionally have trouble with controls than the other way around. Yeah, I agree. I, I would rather default fast and then be able to just stop and think if I need to. Mm-hmm. Um. Also, I, I noticed that a lot of times, like, bosses would spawn off screen, and I'd be like, where are you, friend? I don't know where you're at. So that I'd just have to, like, take a tentative step in a direction and hope that that's where the boss was. <laughs> you know. And, yeah, but you can do that by, like, taking one step at a time. Like, that is perfectly a uh, valid, like, um thing to do if you're careful mm-hmm. which yeah. I'm often not apparently <laughs> yeah same I have no patience for being careful <laughs> it's a good sort of game for that because most of the time you don't have to be right I need stuff exploding like every 10 seconds 
Yep. Or, or the like, like awesome. Or I can play another of, game. Awesome sounds of picking up loot all the time. It definitely has that Diablo itch of like, oh my god, so much loot. Let me just pick up all the loot and then let me spend five minutes like looking through my inventory and see what I got. Yep. But I actually like that's one thing that I have a hard time doing with like one reason I have a hard time playing like Diablo likes is that like Torchlight I I couldn't do it because like every two minutes I had to go back to town and like sell all my shit and um, you know like ponder out what my optimal like loadout was yeah and this one it's just like okay this one is clearly better let me just upgrade to the better one and keep going yeah I, I, I like the I like randomized loot when there were very few stats to deal with yeah and this game does yeah, not have exactly. a lot of stats for you to deal with yeah, there's, there's like, four stats, so yep. it's not... And, like, sometimes bonus damages of, like, different elemental types. Yeah. And it's like, that's all you have to worry about. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. I can do that level of puzzling out. Yeah, exactly. Like, I I have never been into, like, the hardcore min-maxing. I'm just like, this looks cool. Let's equip it. Good. Throw the other one away forever. It doesn't exist anymore. Have I yep. screwed myself? Perhaps. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> but that's <laughs> fine. Matter. But yeah. And you know you're going to just be getting, like, better loot in, like, you know, a dungeon, like, two floors anyway. So it doesn't feel that bad. Yeah. Yeah. And then you're going to die. And yep. then you're going to die. Yeah, yeah, you're always going to die. So, in the end, does it really matter? Yep. Yeah. Also, I'm looking at the DLC. The uh, pay-to-lose? The pay-to-lose. Uh, which apparently is just a DLC that makes the game harder. <laughs> nice. Like, it, true it, to its name. It, it basically, like, yeah, it basically just gives you, like, handicaps that you can turn on and off. Um, it can, like, changes rules. It makes it, it does stuff that makes it easier for, like, speedrunners and competitors. So, like, there's less drops so that you're not, like, picking up drops. Um, it, it lets you sort of fuck with the RNG, um, apparently. Yeah, I don't know. I didn't, I didn't do it. I'm just looking at it to see what it is, what it's about, yeah. because you no, can was... get to it from the, yeah. the game. I was amused by the name Pay to Lose, but yeah. it seems like it's true to, true to name, so. Yeah. Uh, turn on new survival and realism features to make them as brutal as you please. Share your settings with friends and com- compete in weekly trials. Make enemies healthier, have them hit harder, give them unfair broken powers. <laughs> Tune difficulty for champions, ancient kings, bosses, and warlords. Gimp yourself. Poison all your potions. Cap your stats. Give yourself a trick knee. No bonus <laughs> experience. No extra loot. Good. Yep. Yep. That sounds about right. Hmm. Man, so champions, what were the other two? Because I feel like I've only run into champions. I don't know what even those other ones are. <laughs> Ancient kings, bosses, and warlords. Okay. I don't know if those are, like, diff- different categories Cat- or... Yeah, I-, I have no idea either. We've come into this one a bit unprepared, but... <laughs> well, there was o- there's only so much of a game that like this that you can play. Like, there was... We were definitely not going to finish the game. Yeah. So... Of course. But, uh, yeah, we probably could have played more of it than we did, given we had, like, three weeks or whatever. But it's fine. I feel like I played enough to get a strong sense of, like, what the gameplay is. Yeah, exactly. And, and it's enjoyable. I, you know, I feel no qualms about recommending it to people. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to see some late-game stuff. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should look up, <laughs> see if this game has a speedrun community. Yeah. I'm just, I'm just looking at uh, some of these stats you can add. Item breakage. Weapons break after 100 uses, and there's like a slider so you can change how many uses you get. Mm-hmm. Uh, repair hammers don't drop. Oh, so, okay, item breakage gives, like, causes repair hammers to drop, but then there's a separate checkbox that says, actually, they don't drop. Um, <laughs> chance to break a random item on in your bag on, on taking damage. Uh, chance mm, for... That's cool. <laughs> chance for one piece of equipped armor to break on taking damage. And these are all, like, adjustable. So it's a slider, yeah. so it's like, you can you can make it a 1% chance, or you can make it a 100% chance. Mm-hmm. Um... Damage taken while under X percent health may give you a wound. X percent chance to receive a wound under above conditions. Healing potions do not cure wounds. The overworld does not cure wounds. Wounds cannot be healed. <laughs> and then so you just go get more and more wounded. Yeah, there's a there's a hunger mechanic. <laughs> so you start with like X amount of hunger, and once it goes down to zero. You don't recover anything naturally. You have to rely on food drops. You do less That's damage. That's such an interesting DLC. They yeah. Just add a bunch of mechanics. Yeah. Yep. They just add a bunch of mechanics that make your game harder. Which, I don't know, for, I mean... For those of you who like the traditional roguelike experience and were disappointed that this game is friendly and easy, yeah. here you go! <laughs> I mean, it makes sense, like, based on, I mean, an... Again, none of us have gotten super far, but based on how far we've played it, so like, it's not a frustratingly punishing game. And I know some people like their games frustrating. Uh, I'm not one of them, but yeah, it's fair. You do what you want. Uh, so yeah, this this actually like makes perfect sense, mm-hmm. and it's totally voluntary. Hmm. Yeah, that's the good part. It's totally voluntary and and controllable, like fine grained sliders. I mean, I personally don't like when I can control it. <laughs> I just feel like a game is designed for one thing. Well, I mean, that's why they gave you, like, the easy version, right? I feel like that's the designed yeah. version. Oh, this is interesting. I'm, I'm just I'm gonna, at... I'm not gonna, like, even if I had it, I'm not gonna fill with any checkboxes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm looking at reviews now. Apparently, uh, all the modifiers get, like... When you set your modifiers, it gives you a brutality score, which shows up on leaderboards, which are, like, exclusive to this DLC. So, you know, your run shows up and everyone can see how hard you were punishing yourself. (laughs) Nice. Huh. Interesting. I mean, you know, that's literally the only point of things like that is, like, swag value. Exactly, exactly. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting DLC. And a, and a cool idea for, for this kind of thing. Yeah. Alright. So that's that's Dungeon Man's. Uh, re- recommended. Like, I, you know, I, I we played this mostly because it's by someone that I sort of met. Um, but I'm, I'm happy that we played it. It's been a, it's been a good time. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I, I, I feel like this might be one of those things that, like, you know, if I have an audiobook I'm listening to or, you know, something I'm doing on my computer and I, like, need something to just kind of do in, while I'm, you know, while I'm watching something or, or listening to something, like, I, I could see myself playing this just 
you know, a round or two. Yeah. It's at, at least also in at least the um the difficulties that I got to, it really felt like a good amount of time cuz you can get through one run in eh, an hour or so if you're being relatively careful. Yeah. And so, or, you, you know, know, like 5 minutes. Yeah, or 5 minutes if you're not. <laughs> yeah. And so it's, you know, it's a good, like, it scales well to how much time you want to put into it, and you don't have to feel like, ugh, I have to sit here and do this for, like, you know, 20 hours if I'm going to get anywhere. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, this is one of those things where it's like, I don't, because I don't play a lot of roguelikes, I don't know if I can recommend it to someone who does. Mm-hmm. But if you don't play a lot of roguelikes, this is probably like a good a good place to start. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I mean, that's the boat that all of us are in, and all of us enjoy this game. So yeah, so that's a pretty good that's that's like a pretty solid endorsement. I think works yeah. out. Yeah. Do we have anything else we want to say about this? It's a question mark in the wall over there. Ah, there's the secret door. Ooh. That was the door. Excellent. I felt like it could have needed some polish. It is not a very polished game, but I think it's also, like, really not a very, like, expensively made game. I get the impression that it's, I, like, a yeah. t- one of those tiny studio games. Yeah. So I felt like... I mean, mean things like I'm the not fact sure that if the, they uh, did, like a, uh, like, a tabletop stuff where you like don't move the character or if that was like they didn't have animations for it I was gonna say is it uh, are you referring to the fact that like the animation is just like the character hopping around from plot to plot yeah instead of like actually animating but I'm not sure if that's on purpose or not I mean it could be a bit of both it's definitely like cheaper than hiring someone to animate (laughs) Yeah. Especially, especially pixel art. Pixel art is, um, it, it takes a lot of time. So, I feel like it fits with the comedic aesthetic of the game. Um, whether or not, like, I'm sure it also served the purpose of being, uh, you know, like efficient, I efficient guess. and and cheap and. But I, I think, of of the things they could have. Uh, spent money on like you know I think that or I guess saved money on like this was a that was not a bad a bad place to go yeah and yeah, yeah. Some, like the a lot of the artwork is kind of inconsistent with other parts of the artwork but it's fine it feels like sort of like low budget and cute but again the sense of humor for me like eases that like makes it okay because like the whole every every like little piece of writing and stuff in this game screams like hey this is this is just a cute little fun thing don't don't take it too hard it's just a thing like yeah. enjoy yourself we're all having fun yeah. here yep that might actually be the problem for me with it that i didn't really enjoy the humor of it <laughs> that could be yeah and it's, yeah i think That's, i think a I lot mean, of it does sort of rely on that uh aesthetic to sort of sweep the problems under the rug and if if you're not sort of invested in the humor at least on some level eh, then then it could be a little uh tougher to be forgiving i could see that for yeah. sure 
And, I mean, like, you and I were also on, like, the opposite sides of this for Maze, right? Like, yeah. you really liked the humor in Maze, and I really didn't. So it, I think it's just a matter of taste. Yeah. In, to some extent. Yep. Hmm. Right. Anyway, that's Dungeon Man. Yeah. It's fairly cheap on Steam. I recommend picking it up. Yeah, it's 15 bucks on Steam for, yeah. the, for the base edition. And then, then the DLC, which which none of us got. The DLC is like five dollars. Yeah, yeah. The so, pay to lose DLC. The pay to lose DLC. Get your get your brutality on. Uh, okay. So I guess I will talk about our next game, yep. which which will be a short section because none of us know a whole lot about this game other than uh, it's short, which is. Uh, when when you when you're playing a short game, you're going into a game and you're knowing it's short. Uh, I think we all sort of agree that it's best to not know very much. So that's perfect for for this situation. <laughs> uh, we're playing a game called uh, Burly Men at Sea, which is a sort of uh, artistically minimalistic. I think it's a point and click adventure uh, with a. A, it's set in like a Scandinavian sort of setting and I think that's what what it's going to draw from thematically it's just dudes and beers and, but uh, we don't actually know yeah I mean the name is enough yeah the name sure. is the name is enough and uh I mean they, they keep they keep mentioning that this takes place in in early 20th century Scandinavia so I'm gonna assume that 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 that's going to influence the game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And for those of you who like, you know, don't play along with us because you never have time, you're gonna have at least three weeks, and it's a half-hour game. Yeah. So, like, not an excuse this time around. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. Get get your shit together. <laughs> yeah. Because for once, we will also have our shit together. Hopefully, <laughs> I mean we we're usually pretty prepared, for the yeah. most part. I would say I would say compared to some other ventures I've been a part of, yeah. this one is we tend to be pretty on top of things. Yeah, it's good. So uh, well, yeah, yeah, get that from Steam. Play that. Early minute C. It's on Steam and mobile stuff. Oh, yeah. is it a mobile game as well? I don't like Humble Store and. It's got IO. It's everywhere. Yeah, App Store, Google Play, Steam, Humble Store, and itch itch.io. Okay. Coming soon to PS4 and Vita, but not yet. So, don't try to get it for either of those. Because <laughs> it won't be there. Yeah, yep. it won't be there, and and you will be confused and disappointed and upset with us, who you should not be upset with. Because we warned you. We're warning you right now. We're warning you right now, and also we had nothing to do with the making of this game and the porting it to different systems, so please don't bully us. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh, so, early minute C, check it out. Yeah. And Dungeon Mans, check it out. Dungeon Mans, check it out. We had fun with it. Mm-hmm. Man, we... <laughs> This is like we're we're all just like too tired to podcast today. I think, <laughs> which is fine. It's been it's been a long week, and it will continue to be a long summer. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. So I guess we'll do 
we'll do uh, plugs, and then we'll call it we'll call it a week's. Uh, I am at Kelso Time Bomb on Twitter. That's about it. I do this. Yep. Follow follow me there. Follow at Feedback Force on Twitter because that's where I tweet about these things. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, I am at Kyla underscore Go on Twitter. Um, I do uh, a weekly stream that we are calling Uncaged Fury um, where I play old classic games that I did not have a chance to play when they were new um, so I'm sort of revisiting them to see how they hold up and to you know complete my classic games education currently we are playing Super Mario RPG although not for the next couple weekends because I'll be out of town um, and yeah it's it's fun times also my husband hosts a Terraria server for the community so if you are interested in that just like uh, message me on Twitter and I'll give you all the deets and you can come play Terraria with us. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm at Skug3 on Twitter. Yeah. Cool. Excellent. <laughs> and he's just generally a cool dude. So, yes. You know, follow him. Yeah, do it. Do the thing. Ah. Full of bees! Oh, I got, the, got those bees going. Did that even do anything? I said, scroll of bees. It's it's weird with the way you have to like click. I think you have to click on a s- space near to where you are. Ah, I, don't... I see. Yes. Yeah. It, it, it so took many me a bees. minute. It took me a minute to figure it out how to make it work. You can't be yourself. Nope. Sure. Uh, okay. Well, this has been <laughs> sort of a short episode, but sometimes that happens, and it's fine if it happens. Whatever. Yep. Um, we'll be back in probably three weeks. Maybe. We'll see. We'll play it by ear. We'll let you know. Follow us on Twitter. Yep. And we'll keep you updated. <laughs> uh, until, Bye, then, until then, we'll be playing uh, Burly Bed at Sea. Probably not the whole time, though, because it's like yeah. a half-hour game. Yeah, that's <laughs> We're going to be playing Burly Bed at Sea and nothing but that. <laughs> For the next three weeks. For the next three weeks, gonna I'm going to... run it. I'm going to lock myself in my apartment. I'm going to turn off all the lights. I'm going to put out extra food for the cat so that I don't have to deal with him. Burly bit at sea. Here on out. (laughs) That's not what I'm going to do. That would be crazy. So, uh, yeah. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Yep. Have a good couple weeks. Yeah. Goodbye. Bye, Bye.